Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Recording. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Why are we laughing? What are you laughing about? Mate? Got the giggle already, haven't we? Oh no! I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? How you doing, Dylan? I'm doing great. I feel like I want to thank Mark Irons for that theme song right off the bat. I think that's the way to go. So we don't forget. That's right. Well, my name is Lonnie. I don't forget that, and I don't forget your name, which is Dylan. It's Don. What do you... Dil- Don. <laughs> Dylan Don. Don Dylan. Okay, no. All right. Um, what's the show about, Dylan? Funny, I forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> nah, nah, just give it to Josh and you, mate. It's about you and me. It's about teammates keeping in touch, being friends in general. And each week we take each other through a topic. Could be anything, Lonnie. Bloody hell, it could be life, pop culture, everything in between, I swear. I swear it is. <laughs> we are well and truly doing that today, aren't we? Uh, now, like, normally this would be your episode, but really mm. it's like a joint effort today, isn't it? Because you and I are talking about one of our favourite television shows of all bloody damn time. That's it. That's right. What You tell me what it is, Lonnie. Shit's Creek. Hey-oh. Shit. <laughs> well, applause for such a, a fantastic show. And applause for Sine, my partner, who's popped up on a few podcasts of ours. Yes. And who I do another podcast called I Only Like You and Movies, together with her. Because she's the one who got me onto this show, and then I got you onto it. So really, it's all down to Sine. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'll give her credit. Yeah, good honour. On, on your Sinead, your legend. Now, we want to talk about the whole show and particularly about this representation, which is just a really great thing about the, the television show, Shit's Creek. But before we get into spoilers, and in case you haven't watched it and have got this far, Dylan, why should someone watch Shit's Creek if they haven't already? Because uh, it's funny as. Because it's well written. It's got great characters. Like right off the bat, I would say... That the core cast, so that, that'd be the four family members mm. for this one, probably as strong as a sitcom cast as you could get. Am I, yeah, no, am I, I crazy? I mean, yeah, and and so different to other sitcom characters that have happened before, you know, in the previous you know, 70-odd years of TV. Mm. Quite unique, but still just so great. Absolutely, absolutely. So here we got, Lonnie, in the, in the core four. We got Johnny Rice, we played by... Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. One of your boys. Boy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He got his wife, Maura Rose. That's right. Played by the incomparable Catherine O'Hara. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Then you got their son, David Rose, played by the show's basically creator mm. and real life son to Eugene Levy, Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. And then you got the daughter, Alexis Rose, played by Annie Murphy. Your That's girl. Right. She's my favourite character. And so very, very broadly, we'll just we'll get into spoilers in a second. So the general concept is that they were a rich, super rich, like Kardashian-style family mm. who lose all their money and have to go to a basically you know, redneck town in the middle of nowhere. And they bought as a joke. Yeah, exactly. And they try and rebuild their life in this joke of a town. Um, but you know, that's the concept. The show is really about people who become better. Yeah, who have lose it all, but then find what they really needed was there all along. Oh, that's beautiful, honey. Thank you. And it's just like a great big warm hug of a show. Like you know, the characters become your friends, and you look forward to seeing them. And like a little bit of that cringe humor where 
you like you like the office or something where it's like oh it's just an awkward oh. situation to stop just stop just stop. Jeez, shots fired at the office mate jeez oh, I, I like that kind of humor american I, version i'm guessing yeah yeah british office is perfection well, i'm just saying that i'm just saying I, I, i'd like cringe humor but i know some people don't like that because it's awkward to watch and yeah. there's a of that in this show it may be it's a bit at the front and people you know don't like the first few episodes but really stick with it I liked from the get-go, so, you know, I'm not saying it's one of those ones you have to sit through a whole bunch of episodes to really like it, because I liked it from day one. Um, but, yeah, just it's just a really great show and a great community of people who watch it as well. Well, I guess it is that show for mum, because she watched the first few episodes and didn't like it. Well, she's got to keep going to it. She does, she does. You tell her. Mum, okay? you better li- Mum, listen to me. Watch Shits Creek, please. It's so good. <laughs> so like, good. It's so good. Like, Moira Rose, she she would get amongst Moira Rose. She is so funny. Yeah. Like, one of the funniest fucking television characters, I think, ever, honestly. And, but, like, a bit weird and abrasive, especially that first season, I suppose. Like, you know, it might take some time to get used to it, but I, I, after a few episodes, I was just like, hell yeah, Moira. Well, she doesn't go full accent in that first season, but, no. like, after that, she <laughs> she's all aboard. She's throwing out the babies. <laughs> Okay, from this point on, spoilers alert, so we're going to talk very freely about the show. We wanted to talk mainly about, at least initially, about the representation in the program, which is something that's quite well known for, and especially in in queer representation, Dylan. It's what it's lauded for, Bonnie. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. I mean, I thought watching it, what everyone else seemed to think of it, was one of the main focuses of it, probably... Is it season three onwards? Mm-hmm. Is that when David and Patrick get together? Yeah, Pat- Patrick comes in towards the end of season three as a recurring mm. character and then he's full main cast from there on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that the town just treats it like like everyday life, like it's just another relationship in the town, just another couple. It's not singled out just because they're homosexual, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. It's not made a big deal of, that's mm. what I'm trying to get, mm-hmm. which most shows do. For some reason, and apparently that's that's what the the you know the gay community is really loved about it. They're just like, thank God, there's a show that just treats it like it's just normal, everyday life, and not just calling it out. Like even if it's called out in a good way, it's still singling it out mm. as odd, mm-hmm. which which they find, you know, can be harmful. Which I can understand. I've got a quote here about that very thing, Dylan. Okay. Okay. It's from um, Patrick Lenton of Junkie, which is in a website, like a media culture website down here in Australia. Okay. He said, I spent the first couple of seasons of Schitt's Creek subconsciously waiting for a hammer to fall. Hammer, of course, being, you know, homophobia. Mm. And he said he's like, he's always kind of expecting that in, in film and TV and also just in life. Just yeah, you know, being a gay man in life, that's something you have to be worried about. Sure. He said, he goes on to say, I waited for, as their love story progressed for some kind of trope to pop, his, pop its ugly head in. Patrick, disapproving father, perhaps. A plot about looking for an apartment together where people assume they're just friends. Being shot at by a Barky gang. I think that's a joke, that one. But, <laughs> but whatever it was. Um, and he's, he's going on to say, like, yeah, there's, of course there's room for shows about homophobia and, you know, it's okay for art and stories to deal with those issues. Mm. But it is quite groundbreaking and so reassuring and just quite lovely to have a show where there are just a couple. Exactly, exactly. And I want to jump in while you mm-hmm. mentioned it mm-hmm. about Patrick's parents, that episode. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they actually play on the fact that you think it's going to be, you know, the classic, oh, our son's homo, you know, a homosexual, mm. you know, it's something we have to deal with, but we accept him in the end. But it's not like that. Because they, because... Spoiler alert, Johnny accidentally lets it slip. <laughs> My man, Eugene Levy. Yeah, he's gold in this show, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the parents are a bit taken aback. They're like, oh, what? He's gay? Okay. We... And they're upset. They're like visibly mm. upset. Mm. And then he tells he tells David, he's like, okay, I let it slip. That Patrick's gay. I didn't know. They didn't know. That sort of thing. And David goes to mend fences and try to get on their good side. And they're basically like... They're upset because they felt like their son couldn't go to them to talk mm. about this. Mm-hmm. So they thought they had failed as parents where they <laughs> felt that they that their son couldn't be open with them. And I thought that was a great twist on it. 
it was. It was it was very sweet, wasn't it? Mm, absolutely. I loved it. Loved that episode. I did too. We both watched the documentary that's on Netflix about the program, especially about its last season. Yeah, best wishes, warmest regards. Yes, yeah. very nice. <laughs> <laughs> best line of the show, nearly. There's a quote there from uh, Philip Picardi, who's a writer. He said, when you see gay relationships on screen, they're often portrayed through a lens of tragedy or strife or struggle. Mm. It's like, look at all we had to overcome to love each other, you know. And so it felt like this moment where we got to see ourselves just being in love and being joyful. That's just so great, isn't it? Um, not to say that Patrick and David don't have issues because they've got a fair few issues to get through. Oh, yeah, they, they have little fights all the time, but, you know, they get over it quickly because they love each other. Exactly. And even there are some issues that I think are particular to, to gay couples, like obviously uh, David has more experience being out and proud. Yeah, while, he was a bit closeted for a while. Yeah, Yeah. while well, Patrick has, um, yeah, he, he had a, like a, a female partner in the past he's almost got married like yeah he's pansexual i believe uh david is yeah yes yeah yeah and, yeah and patrick unclear if patrick is also pansexual maybe he took some time to get comfortable with his sexuality or yeah, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is that's totally fine ah whatever um, he wants to do but the issue isn't that they're queer couple it's just that you know they're a couple going through stuff so i think is that's the great thing yeah just a couple going through normal couple stuff mm. and i was a little bit I loved the relationship all along, of course, mm. but there's like so long where, where David is just still putting up walls, you know, and Patrick is just like, I want to love you. Let me love you. And David's just <laughs> like, he, he's like, okay, but why would you love someone like me? Basically, that's what he says so so long, hasn't he? Yeah. But that sort of, that wall's well and really broken down at the um, open mic night. What do you think of that moment, Dylan? I, yeah, from... Too good for words, Lonnie. Too good for words. Can't <laughs> get the words out, can you? Oh, mate, I, 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 had a little, I had a little tear in my eye. I'll admit it. Yeah, it yeah. was very lovely. Um, apparently, Catherine O'Hara actually cried while that was happening on oh. set. That wasn't planned. Yeah. Um, it's just really beautiful. He just sings a rendition of Simply the Best for David. And David's loving it. You can just see the joy in his face and yeah. just receiving the love from Patrick. I get the feeling that David, as a person, has trouble doing that, and I think we do see that because he's got like one of his old yeah. boyfriends turns up at one point, who's just an asshole to him. Yeah, it's just a dick. Yeah, and the fact that the whole family's gone through such a tumultuous period, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh my god, someone can love me as I am, with everything that's going on in my life," and yeah, without me having status and yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah, they talk about that in the po- in the documentary, I should say. Um, they talk about David being like quite arch and defensive, mm. and they reference this as a fact of like, as you know, being a queer person, you often have to put up walls to protect yourself because life is so much more difficult. Sure. Um, yeah. Patrick comes and knocks him down slowly and surely. <laughs> that he does. That he does. Um, which eventually results in one of my favourite scenes in the whole show, which is where uh, David lip syncs and dances. <laughs> To simply the best, <laughs> well, while Patrick sitting in a chair watching, just in the store, just like... yeah, yeah. I've I've watched that so many times. I watched it this morning just yeah. to get me prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I watched in a, in a second to prepare. It was wasn't quite as um, satisfying as that. Um, but obviously, there's there's two sides to this story about the queer representation on the show. There is Patrick and David and in their story. Mm. But it's also the town that accepts them, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, yeah, I don't want to be rude, but it's like, you know, kind of a, a country, you know, redneck town as well. Like someone like Roland, you know, in most shows would just be the redneck who would make fun of them and, you know, yeah. call them slurs, but even like joking about it and they'd be bullying yeah. and stuff, but there's just none of that. Nah. Like Roland is probably into that stuff as well. He's a bit of a character isn't he in that terms of <laughs> yeah of yeah he's... stuff that goes on the show nah he's all for it yeah loves the boys as they all do the whole town loves them yeah. they're all about it and like part of me is like is there like something about this is it a fantasy you know that they'd all be accepted 100 percent by the show by the, by the people in a town like this but you know there is there are towns like that where people just accept them for who they are so it's not totally foreign as a concept but it's so nice to see maybe we just don't see it enough you know well it is set in canada also mm. that's and true. It has 
you know, as a people, they're generally, you know, very polite, progressive people. There's also that thing that, like, it's really easy to be discriminatory towards, like, the gay community, but it's really hard to be discriminatory to someone's face. Like, mm-hmm. you can hate, you can potentially, you know, as a person, not have a favourable view of gay people, but then when you see them and they're your friends who you see every day in the main street of town, well, of course you're not going to be... It's really hard then to hate people who you actually know. So maybe that's... Maybe some of the way the show is going is like, yeah, if you're in a small community, everyone's friends and knows each other and issues come up, but it's so much more difficult to to hold those bigoted views when, yeah, they're a person who's in front of you rather than just a sense of someone that you don't like, you know? Yeah, you know, absolutely. In terms of Patrick as well, my, I've got a good friend, Erica, who watches Shits Creek, and she particularly mm. likes how Noah Reed plays Patrick kind of at any moment he could break and start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He always looks quite bemused, like he's like, how, how am I on a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's not wrong. I think uh, I think Patrick might be my favourite side character Yeah, yeah. in the show. He's, he's just great. I love every scene he's in. Well, I've got a list of all the characters we can go through one by one, if you like. Oh, Jesus. I, um, I thought that might be a nice way of doing it. I've also got some, some sure. best moments and stray thoughts at the end. Yeah, okay, okay, um, yeah. I'd like to talk about Alexis. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> Just a little, a little bit, bit Alexis. Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, boy. Very nice. Uh, that scene is one of my favourite moments of TV ever. <laughs> of yeah, her, no. Of her oh. singing, yeah. Um, my second moment of hers that I like and I think is just the funniest thing ever is I think it's in season two or season three, I can't remember now exactly, I think season two, mm-hmm. where she's trying to dump Ted, but she physically can't get the words out of her mouth. <laughs> it's, I don't know, I couldn't find it online to watch again, but there is like just like a really long scene where she's trying to talk, but she can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's season two because... Um... I don't know if you want to go into this or we can wait it for later. It's when Mutt was more prominent as a... Just brought us all down, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, you're really wrong the road, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, I think it was the Mutt stuff. But let's go into Alexis and talk about her as a character. Sure, sure. And, like, she starts off as a party girl with not, no real hope. And she yeah. ends up, you know, probably with the most go on her. She's got a real go-getter and she's got a career ahead of her. Yeah. She's so much kinder and less self-absorbed, still a little bit self-absorbed because, you know, that's who she is as a person. Mm. But just that journey, her character development is not something I expected. I didn't expect to be absorbed in her story at all, but I was. Well, she's lived the life, Lonnie. Um, (laughs) She's been kidnapped, like, what, dozens of times? Seemingly. But, like, (laughs) emperors and presidents and Somali pirates, I think, at one point she said... (laughs) So I think we're supposed to think that she lived most of her teens and 20s as a kind of Kylie Jenner-style, mm. super famous, Paris Hilton-esque sort of character, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Famous for being famous sort of thing. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I think what I found out recently, Dylan, about myself oh. is that I've got a thing for characters, not not just female characters, but... Okay, where's this going? Where's this going? I think I like these people who are at their core very nice and trying hard, who don't always get it right. And I think that describes all the roses. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I guess Moira, not so much, because like, the other three who are just like, they're trying really hard and they don't always get it right, but they're just, they're naive and think, but things... I think it's just like I like respect people who are trying to do their best, you know? Yeah, ultimately they're, they're good people. Yeah. Yeah. There's another show on Netflix. I don't think you've seen it, Dylan, but Emily in Paris from last year. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that with Erica and with Sinead and we yeah. sort of watched it to sort of because everyone said how bad it was and we we're just trying to get oh, a bit shit. Of, yeah, we're trying to get a laugh out of it. But I liked it in the end. Like it's obviously got lots of things, you know, it's not good. But Oh, no. <laughs> I admire the main character because a bit like Alexis, she's just trying her best. She's sure. not always getting it right, but, you know. She, yeah, yeah. And what, the thing about Alexis especially is that she doesn't just decide one day to be nice and be better. It's like this, it's a growth over time. 
you know, she goes back to school and then she goes to uni and then, you know, she screws things over with Ted a couple times and she goes through a mutt phase. Yeah. <laughs> but then she goes through about repairing that relationship as well and, she, you know, she works with him and then works at getting better as a person. Yeah. I just think, you know, I wasn't expecting that out of a sitcom, you know, a little a Canadian sitcom, you know, over six seasons. No, no, that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, the whole... That whole core four, honestly, I it's very hard to pick a favourite for me. Mm-hmm. I constantly go back and forth on them, just depending on what episode I've watched, really. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, they're all so good, and they've got all got great moments in the show. It's spectacular core cast. Can't, can't praise it enough, Warning. And the characters feel real, don't they? They feel lived in. Mm. And it, it's not just... You know, the dialogue and performance, but it's like I think it's the performances and the way they move and act, like just like the well, little things, like like how Alexis bops him on the nose and the way she holds herself, and Johnny's always in the suits and mm. and trying to keep keep himself. Those first two scenes, especially, he's acting as if he's like any minute now they're all going to move again, mm. you know. And but then later on he relaxes himself into it, you know. I think and. Just some of the little off, you might call it off camera, but like when they're not the main focus of the shot or the scene, but they're still in the background being the characters. I think that stuff is just so strong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, part of that credit should go to Eugene Levy because mm-hmm. I think in that uh, in that doco, Dan was saying that when they were developing the show, Eugene was just hammering it in that, you know, they have to know the background of these characters. Who are they? What are their motivations and all that? Yeah, you just hammered that into Dan, yeah. Before they could do anything else, they needed to know yeah. everything about them. Yeah, that, that's, that's great, great writing. Mm. Um, the thing I, I mentioned, I, I watched this morning to get ready, Dylan, mm. it was um, a fan edit of Ted and Alexis set to oh. sloppy music. You know, they had some of their nice moments. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> like a pop song that for it, and I'm just sitting oh. there crying over it. Oh, Jesus. I, I didn't cry, but... <laughs> I, just I don't think I can forgive them for making me fall in love with Lexus and Ted several times mm. and having them not to get together, Dylan. I, know, I understand that. I understand it, but it's also life. And I think it's handled very, very beautifully. Like the breakup scene, honestly, um, with Ted and Lexus, was it sixth season? Yeah, it would mm. be. There's mm-hmm. a few episodes for the end, yeah. And it's, yeah, and they said it in the documentary as well. It's just, you know, people as much as they love each other, as perfect as they are for each other, sometimes life just gets in the way and they just can't be together. So in a, in a sense, it's a very realistic relationship. And that's quite a groundbreaking idea to have in a sitcom, isn't it? Yeah, they don't get together in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Even Friends ended up with them getting together after being you know, broken up every season. For ten seasons or whatever it was, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ross and Rachel, mm-hmm. shout out. Um, on this fan edit, which I'll link in our show notes, if you want to have a cry as well. <laughs> um, there's a comment which I think is is fair enough. Mm-hmm. It's from the Skylar Vitters. Don't really get the name, but okay. What is it? The Skylar Vitters. The Skylar Vitters. Vitters. V i d d e r s. I don't get it Skylar as in Hamilton. Okay, whatever. We'll get away from that. <laughs> I thought it was Skylar from Breaking Bad. <laughs> it says, uh, this is gorgeous, crying, sad face. I haven't seen a vid that does them justice, but yours does. Listen. Dot, 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 dot. Alexis moved to NYC. Dates a few guys, but nothing serious because she's building a boss babe empire. Yes. That, that's me saying yes. <laughs> Ted opens up a vet clinic and animal shelter in Brooklyn a few years later. I'm guessing after he's at the Galapagos. He decides to stop at a new coffee shop on his way to work one morning. He sees a gorgeous blonde in a power suit ordering in front of him and he says to her, I think you're one of the most beautiful girls this town has ever seen. And the two of them live happily ever after because they refuse to accept they aren't Endgame. All right. Get out of here with your bloody cold heart of steel, Dylan. Oh, just think, fucking settle down, come on. They're not together. Just accept it. Move on. That's what happens, though. That's what happens. So. It's not, though, is it? I've got they this separate my... lives, Lonnie. I've got this for my stray thoughts, Dylan, but I thought I'd just say it here as we mention it. Okay. Was Ted always into the Clapworth Islands? 
Wasn't he always into it? Given he's a small town vet. <laughs> well, one could argue that uh, maybe he always thought it was unattainable, so he never never talked about it. Because what was mm. the point, Monty? True. And then it finally came along. He's like, oh, my God, this is an opportunity I never, I never even dreamed of. That's how unattainable it was. Mm. I, I think it's fine. Obviously, you can have... You can live in a small town and have big dreams. I'm not saying you can't do that, but it did kind of feel like it came out of left field. I'm not saying sure. nowhere, left field perhaps. Sure, sure. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, do you want to run through the characters, Dylan, and just sort of talk about them and what we like about them? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you like about Mutt, Lonnie? So I've listed the other characters and then I've got the Mutt issue as him. So... <laughs> Okay, go through the other ones first. No, we can do him. We'll get him out of the way, hey? Okay, all right. Not, not a huge fan. Worst part of the show. Yeah. So what What was his character, Lonnie? Does um, he have a character? He's a bit of a void, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry, that's harsh, but it's what he is. Hi, uh, yeah, yeah. So he comes in, he's basically the love interest for Alexis in the first two seasons. Yeah, so he's like the mysterious, you know, the hot, hot guy in a small town. Like, yeah, mm. who, who would expect to be a hot guy here, right? Mm, exactly, exactly. But he's just... He's not charismatic. His acting's not very good. No, not, not as engaging as the others, is he? No. He's kind of a... Yeah, as you said, a void. He's just not interesting to watch. Mm. Like, none... I can't remember anything he does. Like, honestly. All I can remember is that every time he's on screen, I wanted him off screen. <laughs> I think they, they picked up Trash for a long time in first season. If yeah, I... doing community service together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... No, isn't he dating Twyla? Yeah, he was in the first season, yeah. yeah. And then that just ends, I guess. Yeah. I always thought that was a bit weird. Alexis made them break up and then she becomes friends with Twyla afterwards. I'm like, you're a nice girl, Twyla, to let that happen. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, fuck Mutt, Lonnie. Yeah. We don't like him. Um, it's, it's so weird watching the documentary as well because he's there at the beginning and they're talking a little bit about him. But then, I don't know, do you reckon something happened behind the scenes? Like, I know we got another show, but do you think they... Did they write him off? What's the story, you reckon? I don't know. Maybe they saw what everyone else saw, that it wasn't working. Yeah. Weak and link. it's... Yeah. yeah, just... Yeah, absolutely. Just a weak link in the show, mm. and they just need to get rid of it. And another thing with Shit's Creek, it will fucking drop a storyline <laughs> just out of nowhere. It will just never return to it. What do you, what do like, you mean? What's an example? Well, Mutt, obviously, <laughs> he just gets fucking written out of the show True. without any explanation. Yeah. There's the bloody... Uh, the the whole point of the first season is they're trying to sell the town to make their money back. Oh, yeah. That just gets dropped. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The guy they're trying to sell it to, they nearly get close, he goes into a coma. I thought, oh, okay, we're going to wait till he wakes up from the coma. Then they'll offer to buy it. They'll make a decision they want to stay or something like that. No. Nah. Um, no. Guess <laughs> he's still in a coma. I guess, yeah. I just never returned to that. I don't remember... Um, Jocelyn and Roland's new kid having much to do after it was born. I think it's like one episode where David like looks after the kid. Yeah. And they mentioned maybe once or twice that Jocelyn's got some other stuff going on in her life because of the baby. But yeah, not really mentioned, hey. No, no. And then there was also bloody uh, Patrick's ex-fiance come back to town. She is only in one episode, never mentioned again, never makes yeah. another appearance. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just just a lot of things like that. And I guess I can respect it in a way because, you know, none of it's my favourite stuff. Mm. So I guess they just thought, well, we're not interested in writing it, so what's the point of keeping going with it? I mean, you've got to admire it for that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I do remember, yeah, it was like a season where Johnny was like based in Bob's garage and then <laughs> just wasn't anymore. Yeah, he's trying to be an entrepreneur Yeah, or something. Yeah, that just gets dropped, and then he becomes the motel manager. I think that was a much better fit. Yeah, we'd, exactly. And they obviously, that's what the writers thought as well. Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, about Johnny, interesting to mention him being like entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. They spent like 
felt like a few episodes, it could have been one episode, I can't remember now, mm. of um Johnny like maybe sitting for like a bagel stand or a bagel <laughs> car or something. That just like they just dropped it. It was that was a bit funny. Oh, there's the other thing as well. That guy who likes Twyla that makes the bloody like the cinnamon scrolls or whatever it is. Mm. He never comes back. Yeah. Never confesses his love. And he probably should have given that Twyla's a fucking millionaire. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Didn't like I don't know that, why that happened. Yeah. Nah, me neither. I feel like she was just like, because um, she's the sister of Dan and daughter of Eugene. Mm. She might have just been like, hey, can I get a happy ending too? Yeah, okay, fuck, fine. Write it in, Jesus. It could have been okay if you maybe just won like, I don't know, like $50,000. Like, didn't she have like $45 million or something, you know? Like- <laughs> something like that. An absurd amount. Yes. <laughs> like, if she had enough to be comfortable or enough to, like, go on a big trip and quit her job, like, you know, even 100000 or something could have, she had, had opened up some opportunities for herself, but she's like, yeah. no, I want to stay in the town. But yeah. If you, even if Twyla is kind of a simple character, if you had got that much money, you wouldn't keep working, would you? Like, seriously. No. Yeah, it's cheap. I mean, I didn't really like Twyla in general, to be honest. She's probably one of my least favourite side characters. Yeah, she... Just seems like she was an ear for people to talk to, basically. She, she got that, didn't she? Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, we're speaking about Johnny. Anything else you want to say about Johnny? Uh, no, I mean, it's Eugene Levy. What's not to like? Yeah. Fair He's enough. amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to going back and looking at some of his old movies too, by the way. Some of those old classic comedies, mm-hmm. especially with Catherine O'Hara as his co-lead. Yeah. Mm. Still some time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Catherine O'Hara as Moira. Incredible. Just one of, amazing, one of the best right? characters in sitcom <laughs> history, I think. Like, honestly, <laughs> like nearly everything out of her mouth is fucking hilarious. Like, she's incredible. And I don't know if, like, on the page it's funny, but when she does it, it's funny, isn't it? That's just an amazing skill to have as an actor. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the Dean from Community. Yeah. Exactly she's, like that. Just turns everything into gold. <laughs> What's your favourite of her sayings or her favourite way she says something? Uh, one, one of my first favourite things is when she's they're throwing a fundraiser, which is actually a surprise party for her yeah. for her birthday, and she tries to get involved in the fundraiser so much um, and tries to take control of it, basically, and they basically piss her off. And then Dan has to let loose that... Well, David, sorry, played by Dan Levy. Mm. He has to let loose that, hey, this is actually a birthday party for you, so be nice about it. And then she goes to the party and the surprise goes off and you see the acting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the exact line, but something like, oh, my God, not in the history of surprises has anyone ever been so delightfully blindsided. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One of my memories of her is the um, when they go to buy the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cockney accent, the bloody Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the constant references to like these outlandish plots, which happen to be plots from her old TV show. <laughs> that was it. Like a twin, one of the twins getting sold on the black market for their looks, but the other one not. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that you put that in my mind, forgotten plots. I just remember, isn't she a counsellor? 
So when she yeah. leaves, what has happened at the end when she leaves town? Oh, I mean, they replace her. I yeah, I'm so. assuming. They don't mention it, though, which is like, they didn't mention much about Council after, you know, season four, I guess, really. Yeah, because in season five, she her main thing is kind of doing the musical yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, you know, it's fine. It's, oh, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you talk about how great she is as a performer and the character and all the, the zaniness with her. That's all there. But there's also some interesting stuff about, you know, this older woman who loses her career. Mm. And what does she do? She's stuck in the middle of nowhere, the total opposite of where she is accustomed to and where she want to be. Yeah, it feels forgotten by the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's got her, her foibles and her flaws, but she's just someone who wants to be loved, you know? It's, it's yeah. Quite, um, what do you think of her when she gets stuck in the, the closet or the cupboard after? <laughs> down <on the> <laughs> she's like depressed and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. It's classic yeah. stuff. It's Can I just say, another one of my... I mean, more is the best. I'm sorry we're going yeah. on about it, but mm. one of my favourite more episodes is the episode titled Moira's Nudes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where she, where she uh, it's been alluded to that her, her nude photographs that she took when she was younger have been leaked on the internet. Mm. Um, and when she can't find them anywhere on there to get rid of them, she gets really pissed because <laughs> yeah. she secretly wants them leaked because she's actually really proud of them. <laughs> and then when she can't search the internet and she asks... She asked David to search for her <laughs> nudes for her. <laughs> it's the, one of the funniest things. Uh, so good. I also reminded that of um, when she and Roland go away for the trip. Oh. And they sleep together or they sleep in the same bed together. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, mate. Classic. She's amazing. Love Moira. But, yeah, it's that alchemy of performer and writing and character where Pretty much drop her in any situation and it's funny. Yeah, and one of her running gags is that she's got, like, a different wig in every scene. Mm, mm. She's got, like, her own wig wall, mm. like a wall of wigs at the motel. Apparently that was her idea <laughs> to do. And, like, that's another thing that the town just accepts her. You know, if she's a weirdo, yeah. they don't mind. That, that's cool. No, they like her and they respect her. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. great stuff. David, we've talked a little bit about David so far, mm. but he is just, you know, for a guy who hadn't really done much acting before or much writing and directing, etc. damn, that'd be, hey, bloody hell. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Um, if I had to pick two, I'd probably flip between Moira and and David as my favourite characters, oh, yeah. to be honest. He's hilarious. He has some of the best lines in the show. He's got, like, eat glass. <laughs> that's, that's a funny line. Oh, he's just... He's so funny. He is so funny. And, yeah, as you said, Dan Levy hadn't done much before this. What was he, like an MTV host? And that was pretty much it. I think he was. I think he might have studied film on TV, et cetera. Sure. But he'd been more of a yeah, pers- TV personality rather than an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, after this, I'm keen for any movie, any TV show that he does from now on, I'm going to be there for it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, He's too good. And we spoke a bit about Patrick as well. They sort of go hand in hand, don't they? Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about Patrick? Just love him? <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just solid. I love him. He's great. Um, he's the character that Sinead says I'm most like. Okay, yeah. Which is good because I said that she's most like David. So, you know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, I guess. <laughs> you just going to leave that one alone, Dylan? Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm I'm not one to, to pry into the relationships of others, so you know, I'll just I'll leave it there, I think. Yeah, we'll do. That'll do. Yeah. Uh but yes, he he's just very nice and dependable and you know it's not it's never a thing in the show that, that Moira and Johnny are gonna not accept David's partner. No. But he is like the perfect son in law, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, just about. Just thinking I mean, of the episode where um, Patrick is watching baseball on TV with Johnny. <laughs> yeah, sure. And also yeah. the one where they play baseball as well. But you know, <laughs> yeah, him and him and David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Against um, uh, what's his name Ronnie? Ronnie. Yeah, <laughs> who hates David? It's Patrick. Well, Patrick. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. 
That's not the funniest thing in the show to me because there's no reason for it. You know? <laughs> no, not really. Well, it's like a petty reason. I can't even remember what it was. Well, he he like speaks Millie to her when she's trying to get the the toilet done. And the, That's right. Yeah. Yes. And he, yeah, no real reason. And also, she doesn't really hate him. It's just like he annoys her. Yeah, and it's funny because he's the nicest guy ever, and everyone else loves him. That's why it's funny to me, at least. And yeah, no, no, that's great stuff. And it's very funny at the end of the wedding where she says she's doing it for David, not him. <laughs> yeah, still holding the grudge. One yeah. last jibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't mentioned Stevie yet, Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You like Stevie? Not... Yeah, I like Stevie. Yeah. She's alright. <laughs> she starts off very surly and sort of like. What the hell are you doing here, girl? Yeah. Not very happy about life. And that's like your one thing. But there is some light and shade in her eventually, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I do like her um her friendship with, with David. I mm. think it's great stuff. Um also they get into a thruple at one point. They do well they get together first. They do. They do, yeah. Wasn't that there wasn't really keen on that to be honest, as a pairing, but you know. Yeah, it gets dropped pretty quick. Again, Drop stuff that don't work. Yeah, yeah. And but I do like his um sorry to cut you off. I do like his wine explanation. Yeah. When she kind of alludes it to that she thought he was gay. Hmm. And he's she's basically like, I, you know, thought you were only into like red wine or something like that. And he's like, you know, I do I do like white wine or but I also like red wine. Yeah. Yeah. That that's so nice. And apparently People have used that to try and explain things, <laughs> yeah. you know, to their family members. I think it's a nice metaphor. Yeah, no, nah, I thought it was great stuff. Yeah, nice. Uh, Stevie, I think they kind of struggled a little bit towards the end of what to do with her. Yeah, especially when she doesn't want to be part of the motel business with Johnny, and she gets another job and then quits it like straight away and goes back to the motel business. Yeah, it kind of felt a bit like a bit of a faffing around, didn't it? A bit flippant, yeah. And the fact that she goes into the cabaret musical. Really? Like not really wanting to do it. Yeah, and then knocks out the park. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. I'm, I think, you know, a little bit when you've got a long-running sitcom, you've got to find stuff for people to do, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you've got to try and spin the wheels a little bit. Um, but I like Stevie, I think. Yeah, overall, she's pretty good, yeah. yeah. And uh, especially does. like... Oh, sorry. I especially like her scene at the end with David in the last episode mm. where she's like, because he wanted to go to New York with Patrick to like show off that he's made it and that he's happy and everything. And then she's like, what are you talking about? Of course you've made it. You're in mm. love. You you have a beautiful partner. You're going to get a beautiful house. You've made it. You don't need their approval. That was so nice. Yeah. Mm. Gives me goosebumps almost. When oh. She like says you've won or something, doesn't she? Like, Yeah. 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 You're living the dream, mate. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And I felt so bad for her when when she has that failed relationship with Amir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot about Amir. What a little piece of shit, eh? No. People have speculated online that maybe he had, like, either a girl in every, in every town mm. or maybe a, different, a whole family, you know? Yeah, I was going to say it felt like he kind of had a wife back home. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But there's that bit where, like, Johnny's so excited to have won these award and he wants to, like, go and um, make a big deal about it and do all the press, but then she gets dumped and then she's crying and so he, like, drops it and is like, no, what, we're going home, it's all good. And, like, yeah. there's heart to this show, isn't there? You know, yeah, absolutely. Which doesn't always happen. And doesn't. it's not always needed either, but, you know. And it's always, it's especially something that can always drop off later in the show's life as well. Mm. Like with The Office, for example. Exactly. And like things like The Simpsons have gone way too long for anything. Oh. Any new emotional impact is lessened because there's been 30 years of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, Roland and Jocelyn. Roland's a bit of a mysterious and controversial character, I think, in the, the show. Because he's, he's fucking annoying, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He can be annoying. Like, sometimes he's all right. Sometimes, like, Jesus, how can anyone be this fucking dense? Like, honestly. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely like Jocelyn more. I really yeah. like Jocelyn. I think she's hilarious, actually. <laughs> Especially when she's, like, clearly pissed about something, but she's <laughs> got the biggest grin on her face and trying to smile through it. That is so good. Yeah, especially yeah. around Moira. Yeah, yeah, Moira can get under her skin, definitely. She's but she loves the, her. 
she they love each other. Yeah. But um, she's about the only one who can sort of see through Moira sometimes as well, which is funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Roland, like sometimes, especially in season one and two, I think he's like a dick for the sake of being a dick. Yeah. And later on, he, he softens a little bit. But I'm like, Johnny, don't go into business with him. Just, I couldn't stand being, I couldn't talk to him on the street. I couldn't like work with him. I don't know how Johnny does it. And obviously they needed him to have more of a reason to be part of plots. That's why he works at the hotel. But, you know. Yeah, which I didn't mind. I mean, there was some parts I was like, fuck me, Roland. <laughs> Jesus, get your shit together. Just do your job, Roland. Yeah, just, you wanted the job, mate. <laughs> and you're not doing it. Come on. Yeah. But now he does get a great moment at the end where they pitch the motel chain to like Johnny's old business partners mm. and that sort of thing. And then after they leave, they're like bagging Johnny out and Roland overhears it and he basically calls him out on it. Yeah. That's probably his best moment of the show, I would say. Yeah. He says that Johnny Rose is a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, obviously that, I think that indicates that um, Roland, he, he probably puts up walls himself, you know. He loved Johnny but can never tell Johnny because that's not what you do. You always sort of dig and joke around people and don't show your true yeah. feelings. Yeah, but he comes through humor as a defense mechanism, kind of. I think so, and you know, in some ways, that's probably very realistic. Like, we'll know dicks. <laughs> like, oh sure, we know people like that who are at their core nice people. And think about that, Roland. I love him. I love the former um, Chris Elliott. Like, he's really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, yeah, can be. I think Roland, he would do anything for you, but he'd drive you at the same time, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. You know? He'd, he'd give you the shirt off his back, but he'd make fun of you as he does it. So. Oh, yeah. He'd give you the shirt off his back, and then he'd be like, hey, remember that time I gave you the shirt off my back? He'd do that <laughs> probably about 30 times. <laughs> uh, okay, we got we mentioned Ronnie as one of the side characters. Um, what about Bob and Ray? I, I like Bob. I like Bob a lot. I, he's, he's very funny, everything he does pretty much. Do you like that he, he sort of skips in every second? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the little jog. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's loving it. Can't get enough of it, yeah. Don't Ray, like no, Ray's great. Ray's good, especially when <laughs> especially when David and Patrick are in bed. <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> he just keeps walking in. Like, he loves it. He just loves having them there. Uh, he sure does, doesn't he? Yeah, no, he's great. I, I could have done with more Ray, if I'm being honest. I think there could have been room for that, for sure. Mm, definitely, yeah. definitely. Okay, that, that, that's all the main characters. Um, let's move on to some best moments. Okay, okay. You want to start us off? Yeah, well, you mentioned um, Johnny Rose's legend, 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, spine-tingling sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that sort of mirrored to me from season two finale. Yes, I was just about to say that. Yes, yes. So season two finale, happy anniversary. Johnny, it's their anniversary. They're trying to go out. Um, Roland and Jocelyn are trying to, they, they keep, in an annoying way, want to do something with them, with yeah. uh, Johnny and Moira. But Johnny and Moira are still in the sort of mode of like, we're too good for these people. They're annoying country bumpkins. We want to be, we're still fancy people who are just better than them, basically. They end up, you know, through plot conveniences, they end up at the same hotel, the uh, same restaurant having dinner with some of Johnny's old mates from the, you know, highfalutin world of big business. Yeah, yeah. And they're just there talking shit about Shit's Creek and the sort of people who live there and then Roland's, like, trying to buy dinner with a coupon. Like, it's <laughs> it's funny stuff. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere almost, it just becomes, like, this really emotional moment. I've got the whole speech here, Dylan. Shall I read it for you? Yeah, please do. Johnny's had enough, right? Mm. And he, he turns to his that. mate and he says... You wrote us off, Don. Not a phone call, not an email, not a nickel. Roland and Jocelyn here. I'm getting emotional. Roland and Jocelyn here could not have been more generous with what little they have. They found us a place to live. They've offered us their truck whenever we needed it. They've invited us to their parties. They even offered to take us out to dinner tonight. And that town he passed through, it's not called Shitsville. It's called Shits Creek, and it's where we live. And then compounded from that moment, which is just like... You know, you, you're loving it. You, your fists in the, in the, raised in the air because you're Absolutely. like, hell yeah, Johnny. 
fuck yeah, Johnny. You're the man. Exactly. Then they go to the barn and the family dances together. And it's just like, mm. it's in that moment almost that they accept like, you know what? We're living here. Let's make, let's make the best of it. Let's Absolutely. be a family. Yep. Oh, I just 100%. loved it so much. Yeah, yeah. Be- one of the best moments of the show. Right. I agree, Lonnie. Thank you. <laughs> what have you else got on your list? I've got a couple of things. Um, well, as I mentioned before, I love, the, I mean, both, both of the songs, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. Tina Turner moments. I love them both. Yeah. Did you think that the reason that David got so emotional was because he's a huge fan of the early 1990s, um, rugby league advertisements here in Australia, which use that song as their, the main theme song? <laughs> oh, it had to be. Funny. I think that's when, when he's cheering up when, um, Patrick sings, he's like thinking of those old ads with Tina Turner and. You know, when, when the Broncos won 1993 and Tina Turner's there on the field with them and they're celebrating together. I think that's what mm. he's thinking of, you know? Uh, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, as a little boy growing up in Canada, just watching Australian Rugby League in the 90s, I mean, <laughs> it, it must have really hit home for yeah, him, to be honest. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> no, I got um, but yeah, both those simply the bests. Amazing. And I also love the callback that that's like their song at the wedding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, anything with Moira and the Jazz Girls, pretty fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Especially when she thinks she's like the, you know, the big professional singer and she's like kind of the worst of the group. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, I mm. have to mention a little bit of Lexus. Yes. <laughs> So I think I read and you wrote you read also that that was like the thing that Annie Murphy pitched to to Dan. Yeah. And she wrote the song as well, perhaps. Or at least that's oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. Great stuff. Great stuff. A little bit of Lexus. I mean that's cringe humour done perfectly. Yeah. To be honest. Because there's an ending to it, I think. Didn't just last forever the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um I've got three more moments, Dylan, that I think just Blow me away every time. Okay, okay, go on. Ted turning up at Singles Day. We didn't really go into Ted as a no, character. Oh, we, no, we talked about more about him in, in relation to Alexis, didn't we? Okay. Yeah. You like Ted though? Yeah. Oh, I think he was great. It's much better than Mutt. Jesus. Oh, hundred <laughs> um, percent. And Ted, I think was it you kind of said they changed his character <laughs> when he comes back on the motorbike. He's like a different guy. I don't think that was me. That might have been Sine. Might have been Sine. I don't know. Who yeah. knows it was? Okay. But it wasn't you. You don't think that? He kind of develops a character. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty consistent. He was just basically the nicest guy ever. Mm. That's that's his character. <laughs> the best boyfriend. And at first, Alexis is like, yeah, that's too much. I don't, too much for me. Yeah, I don't, I'm kind yeah. of... Because she was still in the mode of like, yeah, being kidnapped and running away from mm. the mafia or whatever she does, you know, like... <laughs> Yakuza, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they didn't just like it was a slow burn really for a couple of seasons of them still loving each other. Yeah, will they, won't they, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that scene where she, oh, I didn't mention this here, but I'll mention it now. Sure. The scene where she, um, I think it's after they have lunch with Heather and Ted, mm. and David says to her, "The driver of the car, you love him, don't you?" And then she's just like, "Yep, yes, I do." <laughs> Again, not necessarily an emotional moment you'd always see in a sitcom. So, and more and more these days, because sitcoms have really blended with dramas. Like, it's not like we we're back in the fifties and sitcoms, but it was just a nice moment. But yes, him turning up at the singles day and expressing his love for her, and then they kiss, and it's like, oh, that's nice. It's, yeah, you know. My next Ted moment though, oh. when he gets drunk at the party. Oh no! And they have the kiss and stuff. I go, that's that's fine. The kiss, whatever. <laughs> It's pretty pretty hilarious. But then when they get back home um, and he, she says to her um, something like, oh, kiss me like your brother, and she says, ew. And then Ted says, ew, 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 that's you. Like he's just like, <laughs> it almost, I don't know if it was improvised, but it kind of felt like it was just natural in the moment sort of comedy. It's just so great, hey. You remember that bit? Yeah, yeah, mate. Ted drunk, it's classic stuff. <laughs> he's hilarious and completely different man. He's just a party boy. He's kind of like her, which is kind of ironic that she gets turned off by that. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I thought it was great. That's all good. And especially when you think about how in a couple of years they'll go to New York together and open up a business together and <laughs> meet each other at the at the bar. So it's all Wrong. good. It's all good. Wrong. Well, Never to, getting together, Lonnie. It's happening, so. Stop. Um, and my favourite um, best moment is it's a sneak in right at the end, Dylan. In the okay. last episode where Bob says that they should leave a parking spot for Gwen. Bob, <laughs> he's hopeless, isn't he? <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. <laughs> like, this is going to sound like a weird thing to say, but that's a joke that didn't have to be there. Oh, no. You know, like, <laughs> the fact that Bob would say that in that moment is just not necessary to any, like, not involved in an actual plot or anything. It's just like you can tell someone has had an inspired moment to mention that. It was mm. just, <laughs> I think it's the funniest moment of the, the last episode for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, it was more emotional, so I can see how that would stand out. Yeah. 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 Like, I've got a few sort of stray thoughts. Um, anything else you want to say in this area, Dylan? Um, I mean, one of the ones I like is when there's like some uh, shoplifting teens at... Oh, yeah. uh, David's store and he doesn't notice because they keep complimenting him and <laughs> yeah the great thing about the show is that you know we've mentioned a few things that are a bit weird like they've dropped a plot line here or there yeah, yeah. um and they don't like my he's bad but nearly every, out of 80 episodes it's not a bad one and there are a few things we didn't like fully gel with but so consistent over, over six seasons it's so good isn't it yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Another thing we forgot. Okay. The crowning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that whole episode where she's there you know, working with the director and he's a young guy, you know. Yeah, and she's trying to, like, give notes on the script, trying to make it the yeah. best movie that she can. And he's basically like, this is a shit film. Like, how do you yeah. not know that? Let's just do this, get our check and get out. Yeah. Hopefully no one watches it and we just sort of live with our lives. Yeah. And that last bit where she's in, in character in the scene. <laughs> How does she do it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. She's fantastic, Catherine O'Hara. Like, mm. honestly. It's even funnier when you think about it. You read some interviews and see her talking. It's like she didn't want to do the show at all because she's lazy. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like I'll do the 15-minute, um, like, the pitch, the pilot, pitch whatever pilot episode like for the presentation for the networks. But I don't yeah. want to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then she just comes in and gives us like eighty episodes of the best character of all time like in sitcom history. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, oh, okay. Well, I've, I've already spoken about two of my stray thoughts. My last stray thought, though, Dylan. How do you buy a town? What does that mean? <laughs> what you, what yeah, what's involved? I, I read about this a little bit to try and work out what it could have meant. Yeah. So, like, it could have meant that they bought like the land underneath which people own the buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like... Like they might... just own every bit of land and that, yeah, sure. Yeah, and people might, might like own the deed to like the business, mm. but they pretty much own everything else. Like Ali will said maybe they owned like vast pr- property like around the town and in the town, but not like people own their own houses and buildings, but they own pretty much everything else. So like... Yeah. If you wanted to bring a factory into town, you would have to go through them, sort of thing. Mm. I mean, like obviously, the the real answer is it's for the plot, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I've been wondering how you buy a town as a concept. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah they don't really focus on it. Like the fact that they own the town's not really like touched upon at all, really. I mean, I guess the fact that they can just live at the motel for free is pretty much as far as it goes. Yeah. But, yeah. It's not really mentioned after season one, I don't think. So no, it's not, not a big thing to worry about. But. No. But a couple of other things, Lonnie. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't mention it. You mentioned it when you watched the episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ted's mum being attracted to Johnny, <laughs> a whisper of desire. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How could I forget? That was so good, that man. <laughs> You're loving it. Yeah. Uh, I do. Thank you for reminding me that, Dylan. No, that's all right. Um, that's all right. It's such a comfort show, isn't it? I think Sinead's mentioned this, that she just puts it on sometimes, you know, mm. more like, like background music sort of thing, just like having it on there as, as, a, as a reminder of such a good time. So I think 
you could pick up any episode and just love it, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. You don't really have to watch it in order, to be mm. honest. Mm. Um, I want to touch on another moment. Um, when Patrick proposes to David, yeah, yeah. I thought that was spectacular. Dan's performance through that, just like shock and you know, awe and just you can't believe what's happening. In- incredible. Yeah. Incredible yeah. acting. Again, you know, we've said a few times, like, they've almost come from nowhere, these people. Like, obviously, Eugene had a big, um, and Eugene and, and Catherine. And Catherine, yeah. yeah established yeah. people. But the story is that Annie Murphy had been in LA for a while trying to make her as an actor and had a few things going. But then. Yeah, she was about to give up before she got this show. That's yeah. I think it maybe her house burnt down as well, like, oh, Jesus. just before. And then all of a sudden, she got a yeah call to come to an audition and just nailed it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not like Dan had, had been on a sitcom for 15 years and then gone made his own. He's just, like, nailed it from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff, eh? Nah, great stuff. Love it. Any final thoughts before we get into Get Amongst It? Um, no, just a, just a great show overall. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed us just saying how much we love Shit's Creek for an just hour. Just rambling on about it. Yeah. <laughs> we going to be going for an hour. Jesus. Just about, man. Yeah. Oh, well, it's great. It's what can it. I say? Fantastic show. Um, Probably top three sitcoms, I yeah. would say, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um definitely one of the best show I've seen recently, I think. And mm-hmm. as I said, all those things like Craig. Well, that and Invincible, mate. Come on. Well, hello. <laughs> Invincible's a different kettle of fish, though, because. Oh, I mean, but yeah, shows in general. Oh, yeah. No, those two, it's kind of like, how does TV still get better? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You thought it would have peaked with Breaking Bad, but yeah, no. Yeah, I know. And there was a time in my life where I like thought, okay, Community's my sitcom, and I guess still is. It's still one of my favourite shows ever. Mm. But, yeah, there's just that thing about TV shows should be comfort, and they should be your best friends, the characters, and it should be something you want to come back to, and that, that shit's creek summed up, I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Dylan, do you have a get amongst it for this week? Um, no, I do not. Okay. Do you want to think of one, or shall I just do what I've got here? You think of one. You do yours, and then I'll do mine. I'll think <laughs> of one. I'll yeah. show you mine. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Hello. Get yours ready. Um, okay. Mine is actually what we do in the shadows, the TV series, Dylan. Really? Yeah. Have you seen the movie? What we do on the show? Yeah, I love the movie. It's one of my absolute faves. Yep, one of the best comedy movies of all time. From what you said there, it sounds like you're maybe not so keen on the TV show. Correct. <laughs> have you seen it at all? I've watched the first, I think, four episodes. Yeah. Not loving it. No, no. What's the? I can't remember his name. What's the guy from IT Crowd's name? Matt uh, something. Matt Berry. Yeah, I love Matt Berry. I think he's funny uh he just wasn't really clicking with me okay. in the show i don't know it's just the movie's so good it's just yeah how can it compare there's an element of like just watch the movie <laughs> sure <laughs> why watch yeah. tv show when the movie is perfection um but i'm digging it i'm i think it's got enough different i think the characters are different enough for me especially given there's like a female vampire and there's like a relationship going on there between mm. um matt berry and that guy and her and there's a few different other styles of vampires. It's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Um, it also, but there are some elements where I think maybe the movie did better. But I'm loving sure. it. So it's it's what I started after um, Shit's Creek. So you know nothing's going to compare to Shit's Creek in that style. But no, yeah. never. It's something to watch, and I think it's pretty funny. So yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, get amongst that, eh? Mm. Well, my get amongst, I've actually been playing a, a video game lately, Oi. Okay. This one. I've been playing uh, Super Mario 3D World. Oh, okay. Is that yeah. on, is this a Switch variety? It is. Yeah, it okay. is. It was a Wii U game, and they remade it for the Switch and added on, like, another mini game to it called Bowser's Fury for that one. Okay. And, yeah, just classic Mario fun. Like, honestly, great level design, great platforming, just, just a good time. Switch your brain off kind of thing. Is it one of those Marios where it's like a side scrollery sort of thing, like classic it's, Mario, or is it like when he's running around like in three D sort of world? It's actually it's a blend between the two. Oh, it okay. kind of like goes off two D level design, but you move through a three D space throughout it. Right for that one, yeah. Like it's got checkpoints and an end flag and that sort of thing, mm. but you can move three dimensionally through it. So it's great stuff. Interesting. Okay, we'll get amongst that one too, please. 
Absolutely. Please do. If you've got a Switch, must buy. Well, our, our friend Lauren bought a Switch recently, so we'll tell her, hey? Oh, she did. She did. She's been yeah. playing Animal Crossing, she said. <laughs> she did say that. She, she's loving that. Get amongst <laughs> that too. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, please keep listening. Please rate. <laughs> please. Please keep listening. Please. <laughs> please tell a friend. Please do. Please spread the word about your favourite podcast, which is called I Miss You Man. I oh, <laughs> hello. Um, we've got a big back catalogue, so you can go back and listen to them all. Um, you know? oh, I mean, it's fairly big. Fairly big. Average well, size catalogue. <laughs> it's going to get bigger, Dylan. Tell you what. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, it'd be great if you could do that. And yeah, spread the word. We'd love that. Absolutely. Um, especially if you love Shits Creek, because, you know, We've been. This is pretty much our big get amongst it this week. Is Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's Plus been this whole been. episode. Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Mark, for our theme song. Um, until next time, Dylan. I miss you, man. Warmest regards. <laughs> I miss you, man. Best wishes. <laughs> I could talk for another hour about Shit's Creek. I reckon. I miss Shit's Creek, Lonnie. Let's <laughs> say that. <laughs> they get yeah. together, Dylan. Sorry, a little cheeky thing before we end. Okay. Apparently. There's a possibility that might come back in a few years' time to revisit the characters. Would you get amongst that? One as last as, season. As long as Alexis and Ted get together. Well, that possibly. Okay. Never know. Okay. All right. See you then. Beautiful. <laughs> Not going to happen. Bye. They stay together. Sorry. No. They get back together. Stop recording. They're done. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.